Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Crossan, and I'm here to help you build a brand, make an impact, and have some fun on social media. I'm the owner of Fun Love Media, a social media management and content creation agency in Houston, Texas. I'm a wife, a mom of two, and when I'm not working or with my family, you can find me on my Peloton bike or tread, dancing on social media, or cuddle up with wine watching reality television. Please know that the show could include some grown-up language here or there. Let's get started. Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to the show. Welcome to the Social Sunshine Podcast, episode 131. I am your hostess, Brittany Crossan. Welcome to another episode where we talk all things social media. Um, And especially today, you are getting a quadruple dose of social media expertise, okay? Because my guests, yes, there are several of them, (laughs) are my fellow social media experts, Jonathan Howard, Sarah Hugay, and Dan Peterson. They are from different parts of the world. They all have their own business as I do, working in social media management, social media marketing, content creation, all these things. And I wanted to have like this social media manager roundtable type of situation because I thought it would be cool to give people a look behind the curtain, right? Behind the scenes of what it's like to be a social media manager. Um, We shared some interesting stories and some like little weird moments because there's always going to be a weird moment when you're a social media manager, that's for sure. And um, the things we loved about it, the things we wish that clients would know or would do, um, all kinds of really cool stuff, honestly. So if you're interested in being a social media manager or if you are one or if you're a business owner and you want to have a look at what social media manager um do and, and get some like tips and free advice when it comes to all of that. This is definitely the episode for you. Before we get started, I want to mention really quick that this year in June, right here in my hometown of Houston, Texas, we are having our first ever in-person event for Small Biz Social Society. So Small Biz Social Society is a membership that I founded and started back in 2020 to help ambitious entrepreneurs that want to stand out on social media. People that are kind of like me that have like this zest for life, this interest in social media. They want to get out there. They want to be in front of audiences. They want to spread their message. They want to do good, cool things, make an impact on social media, but also, you know, grow a business and like make some money, honey. Um, And really just want some sort of guidance and that community and education piece all rolled into one at a really low price. That's what Small Biz Social Society is. And so after, you know, being around for now, like, I mean, this coming summer, it's going to be, you know, in 2022, it's going to be our two-year anniversary. And we are finally meeting in person for the first time ever. I'm so excited. It's called Social Success 2022. It's June 23rd to 26th right here in Houston, Texas. Um, If you are local to Houston, you are welcome to do the abbreviated experience. There's a one-day pass type of thing where you can come for all the education, have lunch with all the fellow members and all that jazz, or you can do a full into the full weekend. Um, Space is very limited though, and you must be a member of Small Biz Social Society. So if you're interested in being a part of this whole fun thing that we do as a community and then also coming to the in-person event, whether you're local to Houston or not, um, just go to smallbizsocialsociety.com. You're going to see the information about about the membership. You're going to see the information about Social Success 2022. All of that is there. So I'm super, super stoked about that. I wanted to make sure and remind you that that is coming up soon. And the early bird registration pricing is ending soon. That ends on April 29th, 2022. After that, prices are going up. So 
Now is the time to look into that and get yourself enrolled and registered. Okay, that's it for today. I want to just cut my chat with you short because I want to get to this talk that I'm having with my fellow social media managers for our social media manager roundtable with Jonathan Howard, Sarah Hugay, and Dan Peterson coming up next. Okay, today's guests, there are three of them, are um, three awesome business buddies of mine that I met in different ways, but all ultimately through social media, the magic and the power of social media. And all three of these fantastic people actually do similar things to what I do in my job. So we're going to have a cool kind of like social media manager roundtable chat here. So if you're ever wondering um, for a behind the scenes look at what it's like to even just manage social media for others or the industry in general and all of like the funny things we've probably all seen and crazy things. This is the episode for you to listen to. So um, let's go one at a time and you guys introduce yourself. Um, Sarah, go for it, girl. Okay. Um, my name is Sarah Huguet. I'm from Vancouver, Canada, and I do social media management. And I also have a monthly membership for small business owners where I provide caption prompts and Canva templates. And yeah, do some coaching, everything involved with like Instagram and TikTok, basically. <laughs> Exactly. Okay, cool. Um, thank you so much for being here. You've been here before. Y'all have all been here before individually. So yes. thank you. Thank you so much for taking the time because I know you are a busy lady. Um, all right, Dan, will you introduce yourself? So thank you for having me on. I appreciate it. It's always a pleasure to talk with you, Brittany. Uh, my name is Dan Peterson. I own Flip Switch Social Media. We are based out of the Chicagoland area and we do all the social media marketing for small to mid-sized companies. So posting, monitoring ads, everything, design, video, you name it. Cool. Thank you for being here again. I appreciate it. And last but certainly not least, Jonathan Howard. Hello, my name is Jonathan Howard. I'm the owner of Success on Social. I help coaches create content confidently and consistently through either running their, doing their social for them or teaching them how to do it through my membership. So uh, yeah, and I'm, I'm a big goofball and that's, that's my claim to fame. <laughs> I love that. Perfect. And I'm a big goofball. Um, and you know, now Dan, it sounds like you need a membership because me and Sarah and Jonathan, we all got memberships. So. <laughs> right. That's, that's on the list. Just put it um, on the list. That's yeah. actually, we should talk about that in a little while. We didn't really plan to, but that's a, that's a really good topic. Okay. So, all right. So the reason why I feel like, and I'm sure that y'all will agree at least to some degree, why we are an interesting group of people to talk about social media is because we all own businesses in which we have served or do, or, you know, whatever the timing has been other businesses for their social media. So it's not like, and there's look, there's no hate but there are a lot of people on social media that are teaching about social media that haven't done work on behalf of a business, you know, like how we all have. And so we have this really cool, unique perspective that these, you know, like Instagram coaches and whatnot, I guess, is that the right term? Instagram coaches, something like that wouldn't necessarily have because we've had to actually dig in there and do the work. So that's why I like us as a group, because it gives that different view. Um, but anyway, so I had, I had a few questions. I gave you guys to kind of give us some guidance because I want to hear your answers to all these. And some of them are going to probably going to be pretty interesting and funny, but first I want to hear your ideal client. Like, and this is just to help a business owner out there understand like what makes the whole process more smooth. If you're trying to get help with your social media, 
what kind of person do you like to deal with? Or maybe you have an example of one or whatever. Um, Sarah, if you don't mind, I'll go to you first every time. Okay. What, oh, what is a great social I mean, media client? I always like to hear other people's answers and then tweak my, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. She's like, oh, great. Thanks, Brittany. I get to go first. Yeah, no, I'm going to be the first one. Uh, Okay. So I would say the perfect client for me would be someone that has content created that I can like dive into like blog posts, has images already, uh, knows their branding. Cause I've had that before where people hire a social media manager and they're like, oh, like what's your fonts? What's your brand? And it's like, I'm not like a, like I do like graphics and stuff, but I'm not necessarily like a brand expert to create logos and stuff. So I would say people that have stuff that I can like dig into and create content from and create fresh content, obviously. And that gets back in a timely manner. (laughs) Cause I feel like that's the most annoying when you're just like, I could be so busy right now, but I haven't heard back from this person. So I literally (laughs) just like doing nothing when I know that they're going to need me to do like a month's worth of stuff. So like, can you get back to me? Oh my God. Yes. The timing thing is a huge one. It's a huge yeah, one. So much back and forth. I can't yes. like, I'm just like, just let me know. <laughs> oh my God. We're all smiling. Cause we all completely understand. Um, yeah. And I like that you said that about having content and you know, that's a good tip, even for somebody that's not hiring somebody like one of us. I mean, to, it's cool to like have stuff to, like you said, to dig into, like go ahead and have a bunch of photos, have some videos, have your, whatever you do have it. And then you can just pick whenever you need it. Okay. I agree with you 100%. (laughs) What about you, Dan? What would be, what's, what kind of client do you like to work with or what do you like them to do to help you? So we have a saying in my company here that we've had for several years, and I was probably going to wait to get to this at some point, but I might as well just start off with it. Um, It is, we can't care more than our client. So we have a lot of business. I mean, we work with you know, we've over 10 years now have worked with thousands and thousands and thousands of small businesses. And the, I've, because of that large sample size, I've been able to really put a lot of thought into this and categorize it. And I've had this conversation with many people and it is really a, uh, there's a huge chasm between um, one end of the spectrum and the other. And one end is super on top of everything. They, they give you everything you need. Um, they're almost too hands-on. It's like, if you have this much time, you should probably just be doing this yourself. And then you have the other end of the spectrum where they set it and forget it. I mean, we have clients we have not talked to or had a call or an email from and can't get them on the phone. It's not our fault for three, four, five years at a time. And we believe it or not, here's the funny thing about this. We actually have some of the best success with those clients, which is funny. It doesn't go like totally blows the rules out. But really, there's this middle portion that does not, and I'm just going to say, it doesn't seem to care. Like, they they don't get back to us. They don't give us any direction or anything. Um, and it's really tough because we went for many years caring about those clients so much to the point it's like, you know, you feel like you're beating them over the head saying, look, if you just do this, if you just do that, this and this and this can happen. And then you know, they still don't care. And so I, it's like three years ago, we came up with this saying, we can't care more than our clients. And it's actually on the wall somewhere, but um, yeah, it's like a real legit thing that we go by. So that's like the most frustrating thing. So the ideal client for us is kind of a mix of people that really are involved, but aren't um, micromanaging types that, you know, just pick everything we do apart with a fine tooth comb, because that's counterproductive for everybody involved. 
right. nobody needs to be that perfect. You know, perfection stops progression. So, right. Right. Isn't that hard to explain to a client? Sometimes I'm sure all of y'all would agree. Like in some situations, I mean, I understand there's some things you can make quote unquote perfect. Like if it's a look or a, but there's some situations where it's like, well, you're focusing on the wrong thing. And I don't want them to think like I'm careless. Like, no, we just going to hurry through this. I don't, but you know what I mean? Like, it's hard to articulate that to some people that don't quite understand like what you should be worried about and what maybe you shouldn't really be worried about. Like fonts are a good example of that. Like, you know, you can create two to two designs side by side and they both look good. And it's really just a personal preference at that point, which one you like better. And we'll send it off and we get feedback back. Everything's correct, except I don't like this font. And it's like three words of font. You know, it's not like the whole thing. And the little things like that just kind of drive us crazy because it's like you're missing the bigger picture of what we're trying to accomplish here. Right. If we stop getting results, then you can come back and complain. But <laughs> Right. Okay. I love that. Oh my God. These are so good and so different. What about you, Jonathan? My clients don't get to comment on font. They give me their font and I create their graphics. They're done. But <laughs> I, I, I actually have a little bit of a different, so my clients actually have to be willing to work, put in some of the work on social media because I need them to be able to do live videos. I need them to be able to do their reels. They need to be willing to work. And if they're not willing to work, they're not my client. Uh, because I can't create all of social media for them, all the stuff that they need to do to get results. And that's where the most recent changes have really pushed me to stop managing as much and start creating alongside them. Um, so even the, the people that I'm managing, I'm, po- I'm handling their posting, we're still creating together because we have to, because there's just no other way around it. So I, I love working with coaches. They need to have a story. And a story that's kind of bigger than them. And they have to be working towards, you know, accomplishing something that's bigger than just making a business work. That's really my my guidelines. You know, I want them to want to do the work. I want them to actually be able to do the work and then just have a good story. And I'm so easy with that. But yeah. That's that's a, that's really a good point too, because so many so much of what we are seeing right now in social media, I know it could always change the job of a hat, but is like about the individual, which I mean, it's probably that isn't in the big picture ever going to change. Maybe just the specifics of how we deliver, but right. Like, I mean, I even remember here in Houston, like when I was a kid, like before social media, like I, we all know who Mattress Mac is. Like he was on local commercials. He has gallery furniture. Like we saw his face. So like you're saying, Jonathan, like even, even back then, like did he have a team filming the commercial and did he probably have like an assistant that sure, of course, but like he had to participate, he had to show up to the shoots and he had to do his part to make that connection with his audience. It's really kind of the same thing, you know? Yeah. Um, okay. Okay. My next question, and I won't, I won't put you on spot this time, Sarah, we'll skip to Dan. <laughs> we'll go to Dan first if that's okay. Okay. My other question for you guys was what's the weirdest thing you've experienced as a social media manager, like just something kind of weird or crazy or funny or anything that just stands out. Did you think of anything, Dan? Oh man. Um, yeah, a lot there's of so many, yeah, I know <laughs> there's just so many things. Uh, I think some of the funniest stuff that's happened are some of the stories that people have shared. So we have access to all of our clients' pages, right? Like, so we see all the messages, we see all the things on Facebook, the DMs on Instagram, like all of it. So some of the, I'll just speak to about one client here. One of our older clients been with us, I think six years. 
and uh, they own two different restaurants slash bars here in Chicagoland. Um, and we have an ongoing joke that they are not allowed to comment because they take things personally, like a lot of business owners do, right? So they get complaints because they're a bar and people will say things and people will send these rants. And I've never, they're the only client out of all the clients we've ever dealt with that I've seen this, where it is like threats and like all kinds of crazy, crazy stuff coming through these messages. And one of the things I prided my company on is how well we respond impartially to things like this with really good, well-crafted, you know, good grammar, all that kind of stuff, like really nice responses. But this owner, he just wants to jump in and take over. And he used to do it and he would just stir the pot. And next thing you know, there's, I mean, it is a just complete storm of chaos for like a week. So we had an incident with that where we had to pull the page down the entire account, Facebook account that is, offline for like a week because this person that he went back at got all of their crew and just took over. I mean, they were dropping like 50 bad reviews before we, within an hour there, you know, before we could do anything almost. Um, so it was just chaos. And so he is not, no, he is no longer allowed to comment on his own pages. And we have a really good relationship and it's an ongoing joke, but it was, uh, it was really, really crazy. Um, and then actually a similar incident happened just a year ago or uh, two years ago now, I guess, like right before COVID. And there was a, uh, there was a client that we had that had um, a parade outside and some people were standing because on a main thoroughfare and some people were standing on the front porch of their restaurant out front uh, representing, let's just say, a uh, not good group of human humanity individuals and were yelling all thing, these things, um, epithets and things at the crowd walking by and people associated that with his restaurant. So that was another case where it was a firestorm. It actually made the news. Um, so we went into like full PR mode and had to deal with all of that. So we've seen some pretty crazy stuff, but those are two that just come to mind um, where it's really important. Here, here's a note for you, all you business owners and people out there listening. Stay on top of your DMs and your messages, because if you're not paying attention and something like this happens to you before you know it, you've got 5,000 bad reviews and messages and, and the world is crumbling and you don't even realize it because you're not paying attention to your digital space. But that's my advice. Holy crap. <laughs> Chaos for like two weeks. That was not expecting those stories, but you know what, that you bring up a point about Facebook reviews. I, is it true? You guys, you can't like, I've tried to help somebody get rid of a bad review and I just had to turn off the review feature. Do y'all know, yeah, is that it's almost impossible unless there's threats or things like that. Uh, we've yeah. only had probably like 1% of all the reviews that have ever, that we've ever reported even taken down. God, so that's such a tricky thing. Cause you don't want a business owner to like, be able to just cover something up, I guess, if it's true, right. you know, but also, man, there are some, there are some people out there that will just go and leave bad reviews that there. I had a client who had like one of his employees, her husband, was mad at the business and her husband came on and <laughs> this long review, like talking crap. And it was very detailed. It was not good. <laughs> and he's like, he's like, Oh, fuck it. I'm just going to fucking leave it on there. And I was like, well, maybe we should like not. So we just had to turn off reviews. I don't know. I didn't know what else to do. <clears throat> but yeah, There's not much else you can do <laughs> sometimes. Right. Right. Exactly. Um, Oh my God. That's so funny. Okay. What about you, Sarah? What kind of like weird or crazy stuff has stood out to you? 
know. I feel like I'm just like, wah, wah. I like couldn't really think of anything other than, yeah, just like having access to people's DMs and just seeing like personal conversations back and forth. And I was like, look, I did not mean to open that up. Back, like, back. You know what I mean? Like you're posting something and then you get the notification. Then all of a sudden you're just like in there, like personal combo, but I haven't really had anything like as major. It, or as, like, have you, have you ever there. accidentally, like, like, you know how the banner thing can come down on the phone and or maybe that's just iphones and you accidentally click on it so then it goes straight to the message yeah i know then you have to like we're gonna think i read their messages i wasn't i know that i've had that little message i'll be like fyi i accidentally just like got in there didn't mean to so can you respond to like (laughs) so i would say that's pretty much just like the only thing is just like yeah having access to the dms but i have not had anything as intense happen to me like down with the (laughs) reviews and stuff that is yes that is some major drama dan um yeah and about, the parade like what about the, right that's brutal <laughs> people are crazy you'd be what amazed about, <laughs> what about you jonathan <laughs> I, I i did have a client that i needed to go into pr mode a couple times on and it's never never good when you have to go into pr mode on a client um but i'm not going to tell that story because it was because <laughs> i did a good job keeping it under control <laughs> <laughs> um but i i get all oh man i get all the weird ones and i all i think my hmm, i'm trying to figure out how i say this i've ans- accidentally answered um because when you have their account when somebody's calling them it rings on your phone and when they're calling them at like three in the morning and i was like laying next to my phone and it was not somebody I needed to know was calling that client at all. <laughs> not not a call that should be happening on Instagram. Mm, 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 no. <laughs> like I need to unsee that and hear it. <laughs> I need to unsee that. I can't believe I answered this. What is? Yeah. <laughs> oh my god, that's so funny. Well, you know, all this makes me think about like the first time. If y'all remember, the first time I had access to somebody's account. I felt so weird. I was like, I'm going to need your password. And I just couldn't even like, I felt like I was intruding on their personal, I don't know. And like the guy didn't care. It was his business account. He barely ever used it. So there was really nothing to worry about, but did y'all feel like, does it ever, I mean, probably not anymore, but do y'all remember how it felt in the beginning to like, be able to have that? Just like read back on messages and stuff. Yeah. Like like to just like have access to somebody else's account. It was just like, Oh my God. I don't know. I just felt so like somebody's handed me the key to their house or something. I think what's different for me, like I can't really relate to that too much because we've been, we don't do much with coaches at all. Like that's a, the individual personal brand side of things is not really our forte. Like we were handling more, oh, you know, anything, restaurants, retail, insurance agents, realtors, whatever, like any kind of business. But all we have access to is the business pages. So we're an admin on Facebook, but you don't have access to their personal page because you're just an admin. Um, and we get their username and password for their business Instagram account. So you don't have access to their personal account. So I've never been privy to some of this stuff that you guys are talking about. Like I've got my own crazy stuff going on, obviously, <laughs> but I've never had that access to these personal pages. So this is fascinating to me. I'm just like, ooh, tell me all the juicy details. <laughs> It really is. And I've, I've seen some things where I thought maybe I'm just glad I didn't answer that message. Cause I don't know what it, that subject matter, <laughs> it's very businessy. Um, <clears throat> yeah, I get that. Okay. All right. And then, okay. My third question I wanted to see all y'all's perspective on is 
your just in general, your favorite and least favorite thing about like either your work, like experiences, some standouts, or even just working with social media in general, your favorite and your least favorite kind of the two different polarizing sides. You want to go first, Jonathan? Well, since I, that would be the flow, I thought, yeah, I'll go first. Um, my favorite thing is, and I love um, getting people to actually share their story, their powerful connective story, whatever it is that in most cases before they get to me, they're kind of like, I can't tell that. It's not right for me to say things. I just talk about my business. Nobody cares about me. Like when I finally get those stories out there and they can, and they actually start to see the results from sharing their story and, and understanding like how things connect. That's my favorite part. I love that. Um, you know, and it's always fun to get them to do reels, their first reels and stuff. And if they actually end up being good at reels, that's really fun. Um, but my least favorite, my least favorite is actually being in charge of posting the damn content. Yeah. Favorite. I hate, I yeah. love creating it. I love being the idea person. I hate posting it. Yeah. Hire help. Huh? <laughs> she could hire help. <laughs> get together let's have a collaboration here do you um, know i wasn't meaning that i was just meaning like you can get someone on your team they can be in charge of the actual posting stuff i know i have so few premium clients now though that i kind of i had somebody that was doing it but i was like i can't spend the money on this i need them more to do the other admin stuff but yeah what do you um speaking of that if y'all don't mind me just tossing in a simple question in the middle of this what do you, do you use any, excuse me, outside like non-native apps to do any posting? Um, like that's not, you know, for someone that doesn't, isn't familiar what I mean, like, like instead of actually using Facebook or Instagram or LinkedIn or like Facebook business suite, do you use any other apps or anything, Jonathan and anybody? Um, my clients own whatever they want to post with. So I do it from theirs because I want them to own their social media. I don't want to be like, if I get hit by a bus, I don't want them to think that they're not posting on social media ever again. So whatever they're using um, is what I will go in and I will utilize for them. Most of it is later, um, which is great for me because that's the easiest one to put multiple, for, in my mind, the easiest one to put multiple posts without having to recreate the multiple posts. Yeah. You, you use later, right, Sarah? Yeah. Yeah, I use later because most of my clients I work with, it's Instagram, Facebook as an afterthought. And TikTok, okay. I natively post. Yeah, well, because with it, but okay, see, I only used later for a short time for one client that I worked with for a short period of time. And I, I didn't really like it, but I think it's because at the time, and maybe it hasn't changed, but you couldn't um, do video maybe? Yeah, right? you can do video on there now that you can actually auto post carousels now that just got released like last week. Um, yeah, and I, I would say one of the features I probably use the most is searching uh, through profile. So I can like look at my client's profile and then just click what I want to re-add to the library. So I love doing that for like reposting. Okay. So okay. I would say that's like one of my main ones that I use. I'm like, oh, this testimonial was posted six months ago. Re-add that to the library, post that again. I would yeah. say that's probably like one of my favorite ones as opposed to like going through my computer and looking through file. Like I just like pop on my client's account and then re-add stuff to the library, I would say that's probably like one of the best features that I use recently. That is a cool feature, um, but, but not reels, right? Like if you're going to do reels, you have to do it in Instagram. 
Yeah, I mean, I usually do. That being said, sometimes I like, for example, I actually did this for myself today because I was doing some stuff yesterday. I will put my cover photo and my caption in later and then I'll just have them notify notify me and then I'll paste my caption in and my cover photo is ready to go and post my reel. So, so if I'm like on it for my own kind of social media, that's what I do. And I do have a couple clients where I repurpose TikToks. So if that's the case, I'll put their TikTok into later and then it will notify me and I'll just post it as a reel. Let's take a quick break from this episode to talk about Small Biz Social Society. I created this mastermind membership back in 2020 because I wanted to help as many ambitious entrepreneurs as possible shine on social media. This amazing community is going strong and is filled with smart, creative, and fun members that are all rising up together. Small Biz Social Society members get access to a huge catalog of social media, online marketing, and business education led by guest experts and yours truly. And we add new classes and resources every single month. A member favorite is definitely our monthly power hour chat where members join me in a live Zoom call to have a business powwow. It's so fun. And the support is priceless. This membership is your one-stop shop, your main resource for online marketing and business guidance. And at just $18 per month, it's a steal. You don't have to do this alone. We're ready to welcome you with open arms. For more information, head to smallbizsocialsociety.com. Okay. So that's kind of my workaround for that that I use. But yeah, I, the the <laughs> the things we're saying right now is why so many business owners don't want to do this shit on their own. They're like, yeah. you did a what? And you I reposted know. a what? You did I what? Know. <laughs> Or people will be like, how did you do this? I'm like, well, actually, get rid of the watermark here. Then you're going to want to do this. And you got to clip off the last little end. Sometimes the sound doesn't match up. So then you're going to want to like put the sound here, move it back a little bit. And everyone's just like, what? <laughs> Don't worry. Whenever I'm going. It. I'll do, do it. I, Don't worry. Are y'all like, like almost, almost every time I'm going through some sort of process for a client that's not too simple, which is most of them, unfortunately. I'll be like, I did not charge enough money for this. Yeah. <laughs> I need to raise yeah. my prices again. <laughs> yeah. Like, but, um, okay. Yeah, no, that happens a lot. Like raise your prices. Um, yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, I don't even know what question we were on. What were we talking about? We were talking, oh, your favorite and least favorite. Okay. Um, what about you, Dan? You have favorite least favorite of your your work or just this kind of work in general um i think as a general thing with this industry what i like to see is um businesses that have come to us in genuine need that we've really been able to help and i'll give you an example the it was actually the second I think like the second or third client we ever signed up. So this was, like I said, as of April, 2022, whenever people are listening to this, uh, we'll be 10 years old. So this is nine and a half years old, like nine and a half years ago. Um, and they're no longer in business now. They retired. But this couple had this little restaurant in this little town in central Illinois and a town of 3,500 people and people had lived there their entire lives. And this business had been there for several years at that point, And people still didn't know they were there in a town of 3,500 people blew my mind. Cause I, I grew up in a town of 4,500 people. So I'm very familiar with how that works. And to not know a business in that, in your own town for 
that amount of time is crazy. And the thing is, is it was a little restaurant and their cheeseburgers were lights out. Like to, to this day, some of the best burgers I've ever had. So these people are really missing out. Well, not only were they coming in at the start of every month, I kid you not, on the first day of every month, they would have a meeting with their employees and tell them if they had a job or not. And that went on for like a year, year and a half, apparently, before they found us. And uh, we gave it to them, like for the shirt off our back. I mean, like barely charged them anything. Um, we were brand new in the business anyway, so we didn't even know what to charge us. Like I said, it was a decade ago, so nobody knew anything really. Um, agency work like this was unheard of almost. So we, uh, we were charging them like 75 bucks a month or something to do their social media. And we actually grew it back to a point where they not only were in business, but they were able to hire a couple more people and not have to announce, obviously, the first of the month that they were still in business. And then they also had these little hotel places that were down on this lake, like 10 miles away, and they were able to expand that and grow that. And for years, they did that. So it's my favorite story out of all the people we've worked with. And it always sticks in my head. Like I've, I've forgotten some of the clients we've worked with over the years, but I definitely will never forget them um, just because it was such a crazy thing, you know? And to this date now, like we still work with businesses that are just in desperate need, especially like a couple of years ago when COVID started and stuff and things were really hitting the fan. Um, you know, we really were able to do a lot of powerful stuff with some of the people that we worked with. So we did work for free. I think that's my second or maybe even my first favorite thing, I guess you could say in that regard, like we were in a position to be able to offer free help to businesses for like three to six months. Um, so we put out the feelers and people would refer people to us like, hey, if your business is going out of business or your friend or your families or somebody, you know, send them our way and we'll market them for free. So we did that in, during the depths of the pandemic. And uh, we're able to, I, I believe, help save some businesses looking back at it. So the, wow. the ability for social media to change people's lives in a powerful, real way when it comes down to actually marketing their business is a really cool thing to me. Yeah. And um, it, yeah, so that's probably what I would say is my, my favorite. I don't know, least that's favorite awesome. wise. What's that? I said, that's awesome. It's really special. Yeah. Yeah, it is really special. It's, it's something I am definitely proud of. Um, we've done a really good job in that area. I think least favorite is probably uh, uh, just maybe kind of to Jonathan's point, like the day-to-day nitty-gritty of some of the stuff. Um, I'm a bigger picture person, obviously, because I'm running the company, but just even I still handle some of the client accounts and still post on some of the pages of the ones that I'm really personal with or familiar with and stuff. And it um, I enjoy that, but at the same time, it's like the, I always worry about the scalability factor from an agency standpoint of like, that's why I don't handle that much by, by myself because otherwise it would be not scalable. Right. So that kind of in the weeds, super busy, I get overwhelmed sometimes and shut down. And like, I have, that's one of the things that I really work on is being able to literally just make a list and knock things out. Even right. my wife will be like, just make a list just make a list. Like, okay. <laughs> you're right. Just one thing at a time, but awesome. if that's the worst thing that happens, then I'm in good shape. So yeah. I don't have too much to complain about. No, not so bad. Not so bad. I love that story though. I'm so glad that you shared that. That is so cool. Um, what about you, Sarah? Thank you. I, no, uh, I yeah. I would say my favorite thing is just like working with small businesses and helping them create amazing content to put their best foot forward. And like, just like simplifying the process making them feel less overwhelmed and just kind of like taking over it. 
and yeah, just helping them be less stressed because business owners are stressed these days with all the stuff that's going on. It's like, right. oh, really? Should we use hashtags? Should we not? Or, you know, there's just so much noise out there. And I would say the least favorite is just sometimes not being able to like unplug and being so caught up in these silly things. Like someone said, we should use five hashtags. Should we use five hashtags? Should we be using 30 hashtags? <laughs> like just like sometimes just not like being so in, in the world you know, and then you have a conversation with like an outside person. They're like, what are you talking about? Like, or I'll be at the playground and another mom's like, what are you doing? I'm like, oh, you know, like this happened. And then the cover photo didn't post. And they're just like, what are you talking about? <laughs> the cover was so in it sometimes, you know, so I really you ever get defensive. To... Like I sw- I'm working. I'm not just playing on my phone. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no, I know. Well, there's actually like one other preschool mom who has an online business too. And everyone else is always just like, what are you guys talking about? And we're just like, oh, and then funnel and Kajabi. And it's set up here. And everyone's just like, <laughs> is talking about but yeah I would say just that mainly just sometimes not being able to like unplug or step away from it but lately I've been turning on like the focus thing on my phone that like turns your apps off on the weekends because I don't want to log out because I don't want to lose my reels even though I have them backed up you know what I mean (laughs) yes (laughs) so lately I've been doing that on like Saturday and Sunday from like 10 a.m till like like starting at 10 a.m so I can kind of like check in in the morning and then just turning everything like if I really want to go into something, it double asks me, are you sure? Right. You said you wanted this off today. Right. Right. Sure about that, Sarah, because yeah. you were trying to take a break. <laughs> yeah. You wanted, you wanted to focus on something else. So yeah, I would say that. That's cool. That's cool. I'm stealing Sarah's. I'm absolutely stealing what she just said. That is my least favorite thing with people thinking that you're either being rude because you're on your phone or just yeah. like, why is this person constantly on their phone? And especially my kids. Yeah. So like, that's a great point. I'm glad you said that, Sarah. I have to explain that. Actually, I was talking to my wife about this yesterday. Happened to explain to my kids that, you know, even all these years, I'm still telling them because they're 12, 10 and three and oh, the 12 yeah. and 10 year old know what I do. And I'm still telling them like, kids, I'm working. I know it doesn't look like it. It looks like I'm just scrolling on Facebook or doing something, yeah. but I'm working. So you just hit it on the head. I, yeah. I used to get so defensive about that with my husband, with Ryan. Um, I mean, because, you know, like we might both have our phones in front of us and then like a kid needs something. And I'm like, well, I'm actually working and I know you're just scrolling. So could you go and handle that? Because I'm busy. Like, Oh my gosh. <laughs> right out of my mouth. <laughs> yep. hundred percent. A See, million Ryan, times in my life. It's not just me, Ryan. Listen up. Um, spot on. I want to share. I want to share one. I want to jump in on this. Share a favorite moment that I've had with a client. Cause it's really inspiring. Long story short, I will shorten it down is it was actually a one-on-one client that I had where it wasn't done for you services. So most of what we do is done for you services, but this guy is an old friend of mine and he just wanted some guidance. So basically like consulting or coaching is what I did. And I don't really do that much anymore. It's I don't know. It's a long story, but anyway, so I did this with him and he's the executive director of this nonprofit that um, helps alcoholic men. So it's like heavy subject matter, right? Very serious stuff that they're doing, literally helping save lives in this nonprofit that he is in charge of. But it was, um, it was, it was earlier on in 2020 and they were getting so scared to, that they wouldn't get um, like their donations, you know, to be able to even function the rest of the year. And, and so anyway, so he's like, I have to somehow use social media to help jazz things up and like do something, Brittany, I need your help. So he paid me as a friend. He's like, no, I'm going to pay you. Let's do this. And we went through this whole process. And basically 
long story short, he's also a performer like me. Like we met in the theater. So he knows how to, you know, um, entertain people. And he ended up starting this series on after we talked about personal branding. And I explained like, you can show up just as you and give him the whole, you know, understanding behind it and get attention to then get it over to the nonprofit to get donations and things like that. Right. So he starts creating this series of videos, these dash cam videos. Um, his like, his name is linear young. Um, and they're fantastic. He literally just has like one of those mounts, right? Like on his dash. So he'll do reels and TikTok videos and they're just funny. Right. And it's a grown middle-aged man, you know, shimmying and <laughs> having fun in the car. And basically they ended up like, like tripling their normal donations for the year. And the following year has gone, went last year, you know, went really well as, as well. And it's all because he was like, I know how to show up in front of audiences. I may as well. And it's fun for me. So let's just do this. And then I can, you know, drop in, talk about like, we're taking donations and it really, and it worked. And it's just kind of cool. Like you were saying, Dan, like to think that you had any part in changing a life or with him, he's actually saving lives, you know, and it's just because he decided to go for it and create silly videos. I relate to that because I create silly videos. I'm sure. You relate to that, Jonathan, as well. <laughs> and it, it's, it's, it is silly, of course. And I always say you don't have to make um, serious content to make a serious impact, you know, and, and it, I don't know, it was just cool seeing somebody else go through that, you know, awesome. but speaking of that though, Jonathan, I wanted to ask you though, about the silliness. So, <laughs> cause I relate to it and I understand it. I know you didn't always used to do that. I've heard you talk about how you finally just let go and said, screw it. I'm just going to make these reels videos and I'm going to have fun and let loose and dance and whatever, all the things I never thought I'd do. How has that gone for you? Like, how does that feel to just let loose and just have fun on video? You know, the funny thing is, and I, I've always been focused on here, you got to tell your story. You got to be you. You got to connect with people and just have fun with social media. If you're not having fun, you're doing it wrong. But I was always still, I had that like, mm, okay, I'm a professional. Uh, okay. I got to, where does this fit in? And then with reels, it, it became, and it was after like months and months of research on reels. Like, how can I make these work? How can I make these work? How can I make these work? And it, the way you make them work is just to have fun with them and, and let them come as they, you know, and it's actually, it's been interesting for my business because I was, you know, I was always very serious. I, this is how we do it. And we share our story because we want to connect with people and we want to change the world. And like, so it always felt very heavy so me doing a lot of this and, and just dancing around and telling people they can show up and change the world just by being themselves has lightened the business a lot and it makes it a little bit more fun and people connect with it a lot easier. Because yeah, sure, we can tell our story and we can change the world. And my story is really sad. So like, not sad. Well, the circumstances are not the best. Um, so like that just brought a really heavy weight to what I was trying to get people to do and being able to do reels lightened it up and having fun with it. And it's, you know, and sure I'm dancing around sometimes and doing those damn musical medleys and, and I'm, but I'm having fun with it and it gets people to maybe jump in and do reels for themselves and it makes it more accessible for people. And as silly as they are, it just, it helps connect. It's right. so that connection. That's, 
That's fabulous. I love that. I love hearing that. And I love that you do that. And you're right. Like it is more than just it. Like it's a multi-tier type of thing, right? Like, yeah, you're expressing yourself and you're enjoying yourself and having fun and all that, but you're right. You're also setting an example or inspiring other people. You're like, all right, look, he dove in, he did it. He said, screw it. I'm just going to have fun with this and let loose. And maybe I can too. You know, it's not always about, um, me, 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 you know, it's, it's, you know, also to help other people. And I think that's a, I think that's a general misconception about a lot of people that create on social media. Um, or at least maybe it was, maybe it's getting better, but don't y'all remember the days where it was super common for people to make fun of people that create on social media, like, I don't want to hear about your workout, you know, or something like that. I heard that all the time. Um, just in general, not necessarily to me, but like, you know, and I just feel like, I think a lot of people just don't get it. Like most creators, some of them just maybe want to show off their workout or their abs, but a lot of people are doing it for a reason. They're sharing for a good reason to help other people, you know, I don't know. That's what I think. Um, yeah, my profile is not for me. The yeah. thing I put up there is for me. It's for others. Right. Right. Exactly. And, but also about you, you feel good doing it. So fine. Like it's, it's different if somebody like would be miserable dancing on camera. Well, don't do it. Obviously. Okay. Like if you're going to be miserable, then the whole, everybody's going to kind of feel miserable with you. Cause it's going to like bleed through yeah, just tell through the screen. <laughs> yeah. You really can. And I, I know that's probably really hard because it's, it's, it looks really fun and exciting to get on camera and do some sort of cool thing like that. But if it's not your thing, it's not your thing. And the audience is going to know, you know, that's hard. But I think people are like, I'm so boring. I'm like, but you're in your, you, that's not boring to everybody, right? Like the way you are, you are, this person is or whatever. Like there's always going to be somebody that relates to you. You think it's boring, but somebody else might think you're the fucking best thing ever. Yeah. <laughs> I think, I feel like I saw a video recently with someone saying like, you're someone's favorite right now, even if you're not, you know what I mean? Like you never know. Well, like, first of all, you never know who's watching right? Like how many times do people just come out of the woodwork and like buy one of your products? You're like, what? Who's this person? I never talked to them before or book a call with you or whatever. And yeah, it's like, you're like, you are someone's favorite. So just keep on going. I love that. <laughs> I know you it's are. easier said than done, but because also is. too, like I am, I don't have an issue like doing that kind of stuff. So I can only imagine how like all the people that feel intense doing that are feeling these days because shit's getting real out there. Right. It comes to video content a lot so right. it's just like I don't know it seems that I feel really bad for people that are like I just can't but right right um okay before before we wrap it up I want to ask you guys a couple more questions we didn't plan for but I feel like your answers are going to be um cool I what are y'all's thoughts on like what's happening right now on social media like um as far as like kind of advice, right? Like, so if you have a small business owner or an individual person, whatever it is, what, what would you say to that person? Like, focus on this, focus on that. Don't do this. Don't bother with that. Like, is there some sort of just standout that you would, you would say to somebody that needs help? Um, whoever wants to go for it. Dan, you want to go first? Sure. <laughs> um, I think two things be authentic and stay true to whatever your brand is you know again we don't work with a lot of the personal brand things it's more business related but a business is its own brand just like a person and uh and just keep your 
your voice, you know, your marketing voice and your brand true to what you feel and think and believe as a, as a business and as maybe the owner. Uh, and the second thing is just create, 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 like really just go heavy on video right now. Of course, um, like we're getting all of our clients, we're, we're the shoemaker whose kids have no shoes, right? So like we barely dabble in our own video and all of that, but like we've, we're really hitting heavy with all of our clients on TikTok right now and on reels and really helping them dig into that space. And, um, and I think it's just something that they really need to realize is not a fad. It's not going away still, you know, I think there's some of them that wish it would, but <laughs> it's not a, a flash in the pan thing. And finally, we're, we are seeing some of these older, and I say older, like, you know, I'm in my 40s. So like 50, 60, 70 year old um, people that are not traditionally the the video maker, social media bunch, we're starting to see them come around and realize like, okay, like I really got to get this going. If I, unless, unless I'm retiring in the next couple of years, if I'm planning on being around for five to 10 years, I better get my butt in gear and, and get this going. So be authentic and just go for it and just create and not dwell on perfection. That's the biggest thing. Like so many of these people just want everything to be perfect and they don't even get behind the camera. I'm, I'm guilty of it myself. Like I don't create as much as I would like because I'm too worried about it being a certain way or this and that. And I overthink it. And then, then I get a phone call and I don't do it or whatever. You know what I mean? Like I just yeah. need to hit play or hit record. I mean, and just go. So that's what we're trying to well, tell people. Kind of like, I feel like it's been two years, Dan, that I've been telling you, um, you should do music on social media because it's a talent of yours and you need to share that with the world, but I don't have to tell you that again. I, know. I just don't know how, to, and here's the thing. Like I've thought of it so many times. I don't know how to, to do it. Like I feel I, like a mom, sounds, I'm getting onto you. I know. And we should talk about this because I need some ideas. Like I'm trying to figure out how I could possibly make that work, but I can't figure it out. I just can't do it. <laughs> Jonathan's over here. Like, Hey, I bet you between the three of us, we'll get you all set. We got <laughs> there you go. <laughs> perfectly open to advice by all means. <laughs> I love it. And those are good tips. Thank you so much. Um, what about you, Jonathan? What do you, what is your, what are your words of advice to people out there that want to do great on social media and need that boost encouragement? Create from your everyday business life, use that to create content. Cause that's going to, it's going to be easier and literally just recording yourself. That would be number one. Number two would be just, you got to show up for yourself and your business at whatever that means to you. You have to show up, uh, you know, and even if you don't like doing lives and you don't like doing those things, figure out ways that you can create video, use animations, use, you know, some of the different video, you got to create video. So you got to show up in order to be in the game and then just know who you serve. I think that's the, the other thing is know who you serve, really know them. Like, so you understand what they're looking for and how they're engaging and all the things that they need so that you can actually serve them. Right. That's so good. Don't you think people should ask, um, like literally just sometimes ask their audience, like super simple question. Like, are you a business owner or not? <laughs> like, I mean, you know what I mean? Just like super simple stuff to start, you know, if you, you check in, right. Like you check in with your audience to get, see what they want or what they need. I tell all my clients to bring their clients on live with them and ask them what their problems are and how they can help go live, create that content and use that to create more content. So smart. That's a really good idea. Okay. I love that. Thank you so much. 
Um, what about you, Sarah? What, what advice uh, might you give to somebody? Yeah, I would say the same as what everyone else is saying, video. Uh, I would advise people to not be scared of TikTok because as you start creating over there, you'll realize how much easier it is. And it can kind of be your starting point because you can kind of create over there and then decide where else you want to distribute it. Um, it doesn't have to, it's like the perfect place for people because you can just pick up your phone when you're sitting in the car, when you're going for a walk, like just like what Jonathan said, like lately I've been trying to give people this advice and that's like create along the way in your everyday. That's kind of how you just build up content. It's like, oh, I'm going to pick up my son up. I'm going to film a video when I'm walking there. Oh, I'm out for a cool walk. Let's film this. How am I going to use those film clips later? And if you are, that's like, if you are the type of person that doesn't want to show your face, think about like what you do in your surroundings. Like you can film little clips and do voiceovers. There's so many stock videos in Canva. I actually just chose like 50 that I'm took for the people in my membership to be like, here's 50 stock background videos you can use. Place a tweet graphic on it, pair a song to it. Like there's different ways around it. Gift posts, those are really great ways to do videos. So yeah, I would just say video. <laughs> Basically we can't ignore it. Right. And TikTok is not as scary as it may seem. I actually just today like started like a four week coaching program for people. So I'm excited to start them on their journey. But I think so many people are just overwhelmed with it. And I'm like, you just need to get in there because you'll yeah. realize, oh, it's actually just so much easier over here. Right. What do they say? Like jump and build a parachute on the way down or something like that. It's like the same idea. Just you got to dive in and just start yeah. figuring that shit out. And you know, what's like, so funny is like people that are so worried about it, right. About it being overwhelming or maybe like not doing it good enough or whatever. I'm like, just scroll for a while, look and yeah. see what's out there. And yeah. your, your confidence, it's going to shoot up and you're going to be like, you know what? I can do this too. Yeah. And I think that that's why it's kind of taken off as well, because it's like, it's just more authentic, which everyone's just craving, right? Like so many people are just loving right. it over there. Yeah. TikTok is definitely more raw and laid back and not quite as polished. Well, I wanted to ask you about, since you mentioned it and I forgot, I was going to ask you earlier about um, reels and TikTok video, you know, the short videos uh, talking to the camera. I almost never do that. And I've told myself recently, I, I need to do that more often. How, do you find that to be like easier or not just different, you know, than like maybe having like a song in the background and not talking? Yeah, I don't know. Like I, I do talking videos. I try to do them once or twice a week. I'm like, yeah, I might not get the views, but I like to create them from a point of for my audience. Cause I'm like, those that are following me and like my content are going to want to watch it. So I kind of create from there. Uh, I'm all about pushing people to create original content, but I, I love the views and stuff like that or the trends and stuff like that for visibility and stuff but I think pairing it with original content is like only going to continue to like make your brand stronger and stand out because as you know everything's just like trend 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 and it's just like swipe 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 I like I've already seen this like I don't give two shits about it like I'm sorry you could be saying per, like promoting something super cool but I'm just like I just saw 10 of them so yeah. I'm all about trying to infuse that like original content even if it seems the views you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, don't get caught up in the vanity metrics of it because those who need to see it will see it and watch it to the end. And I think it could be like super powerful. So, right. Well, I'm like what you it. said, like you could even mix it up. If somebody is really putting forth that effort to, to get new eyeballs on their stuff, then cool. Okay, fine. Do a couple of the trending things each week yeah. or something, but then make the others something else. I mean, you don't yeah, have I like a mix. 
Yeah. You do it your way. Do. Yeah. And then you just kind of experiment and see what happens. Um, Mm -hmm. Were you going to say something about that, Jonathan? I saw you were getting excited. You know, I, I love creating. So I will usually put the trending song in the background and I'll use a green screen. So there's movement. So there's something that's keeping them there, but then I'll, I'll talk. And you know what? I get clients off of that. Yeah. I get clients off of those reels. Those are the ones that people are like, Hey, you said something that really resonated. And the reason I do it in reels now and don't do it on the defunct IGTV is because I don't get the views on IGTV. So why not? If I get a hundred more views, that's a hundred more potential people. So I do, I do that once or twice a week. I do some trending ones, but I always try to make the trends somewhat my own, you know, and yeah, just of course. have yeah. fun, but have fun with them. And then the others I have fun with. Right. Right. But the talking ones work really well. It's just green screen with lots of action going on song back there and you're good. Okay. Yeah. I'm going to do that more often. I think that yeah, I'm surprised you don't. Uh, as well damn treadmill obligation i have (laughs) (laughs) now i'm joking i'm joking it's not doing that when you're outside walking those are like my favorite yeah because then you're multitasking you're walking to go do something and you're creating content it's the best right and i like if anytime i have done it which is not very much but i do like um I feel bad. I was kidding about the treadmill. Um, it was totally a joke. Uh, no, no, but um, like when talking to the camera, like just having the video on, or the camera or the phone um, and then like having a thought and then stopping and then having a thought and then stopping. So if anybody out there literally doesn't know what to do, that you can do that and you can kind of piece them together if you want, like on InShot or something. So that way it's like quick, quick, quick thought after thought. Do y'all use it? Do y'all use InShot too for anything? Yeah. 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 I, but I find I usually, like I said, I usually create in TikTok and then go. Yeah. TikTok's a really good video editor. I don't know. I just create in there, but no, we're all created on reels, but that's kind of my workflow. Yeah. Yeah. I create an Instagram and then if I need to pull it out, I use video leap, but yeah. Same thing. Okay. Yeah. But I do use InShot because I like to kind of like speed videos up if I want to and pair things together. I feel like I use InShot a lot. Like for example, a reel that I posted today, I just took some videos when we were like outside on the seawall over the weekend and then kind of sped some up, slowed some down. So I feel like I use InShot in that way to kind of like pair things together. Right. All right. Well, now that we've made all the listeners heads explode with um, (laughs) so much social media marketing information, maybe we should stop. But before we go, I really, really want all of you to please, 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 we will put it in the show notes, of course, but please tell everybody how they can find you what's going on this, this episode is coming out, I don't know, April, something 2022. So what you got coming up, how they can join your memberships work with you, all the things. Um, How about Dan, you go first. So you can find us everywhere at FlipSwitch social media. And by the time this airs, you should be able to find us at flipswitchsocialmedia.com. But if not, flipswitchconsulting.com will always work. It'll always point to the new site anyway, but we do have a new site being built as we speak. Um, Hopefully in time to come out with our 10 year anniversary and a full kind of rebrand reboot for FlipSwitch. So you can just like you flip a switch, that's how you spell it, FlipSwitch social media. Oh, that's awesome. 10 years. Congratulations. Oh, that's amazing. Seriously. Yeah, thanks, exciting. guys. Doesn't and, feel oh, like it. Within the last how how do they connect with you personally? Because we are going to be expecting some amazing uh, videos from you soon, Dan. Yeah. <laughs> so my my pathetic, sad personal no. brand page 
um, that I've been working on in the spare seconds I have here and there is uh, Dan Peterson official. Um, I just put official after it so that because there's like a million Dan Peterson. So I had to come up with something. But um, I but I, I really like this conversation with you guys, though, because it you know, you're the personal brand people and you've inspired me just on this call to get my butt in gear and start doing more of that with or without the guitar. We'll see. What, what's but, is it guitar? It's not bass, right? It's just, it's guitar, electric guitar. Yeah, no, it's just acoustic guitar. Acoustic guitar. Yeah. Oh, even better. Shit, Dan, I'm going to email you 47 ideas. Each of us are. <laughs> Please do. Please acoustic do. Acoustic guitar. I mean, this is going to be amazing. I'm a, I'm a creative person. And for the life of me, I cannot figure out a creative way to do it without it being cheesy or like corny or unless it's supposed to be cheesy or corny. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I don't want it to be that if it's not supposed to be. So I'm in my own way. I'll let you guys send me you the sing, ideas. You sing too? Hang on, I'm not done with you yet. Yeah, you I perform all around Chicagoland. Like I've been you, doing it. I've sing, been playing yeah. out for 20 years. Okay. Yeah. Take it from me. You don't have to make content necessarily about your business. <laughs> for it no, that's right. <laughs> Maybe I could play the guitar and dance on a treadmill at the same time. Oh, whoa. One of oh. Man, People don't, don't do that. You're going to steal my thunder, Dan. I'm, I'm joking. I don't even go on a treadmill. <laughs> People try it. They're just not as good. Uh, that's, I love that. That's awesome. Uh, um, okay. Uh, Jonathan, how can everybody find you, work with you, join your things, do all the Jonathan amazing Find me, work with me, do all those things um, besides Clubhouse because I'm still very active on Clubhouse. Actually getting a lot of clients off there. Find me on Clubhouse. Anti-social guy. to you for your commitment to Clubhouse, by the way. That's yeah, I was awesome. like, that's, I didn't know what was still happening. It, 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 well, you know, it, it's good for me because a lot of you guys have gone away and I can help people. Yeah. There's more room. I love the honesty. <laughs> but uh, no, I am. I So you can find me on Clubhouse or my dinging phone um, or Jonathan R. Howard on Instagram. And then my website, which I tell people, um, but they always screw up, is success on dot social. It's not a .com. It's success on .social. So Got it. find me there. Okay. All right. Success pro on membership is Yeah. Success on .social. And you, and have, you, ha you still have a membership, yeah? I do. I do. And I have a first month free through the end of April. So is, you said April 20 something? Yeah, I think so. <laughs> first month free through the end of April. So we're good with that. Okay. Cool. I love it. All right, Sarah. What about you, babe? Uh, okay, you can find me at Social Insta on Instagram and TikTok and everywhere in my website, www.socialandstuff.com. And you can work with me via management, or I also have my monthly membership too, where I provide um, Canva prompts, Canva templates, content prompts, and some live office hours where we can just chat it out. Love it. You guys are all fabulous. Um, listeners, please go and seek all these folks out. They're so smart and have so much to offer you. Thank you guys so much for taking the time to do this with me. It's so fun to get a hangout yeah. with y'all. Thanks for having us, Brittany. Yeah, thank you for having Thanks me. For having it was a fun time. Yeah. Thanks for listening to today's show, y'all. For more information about the podcast, go to socialsunshinepodcast.com and follow us on Instagram and Facebook and subscribe to the Social Sunshine Podcast YouTube channel. For more information about me, go to brittanycrossin.com and connect with me on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, TikTok, and Clubhouse. The Social Sunshine Podcast is a Fun Love Media production. Funlovemedia.com. Bye. <laughs>